You're listening to the Superman Super Show, episode number 62, The Fifth Column. Hello and welcome to the Superman Super Show. I'm a host. My name is Steven. And a thousand miles over there to my right is another host, Mr. Ed Moore. Howdy, y'all. Now, I know you have a specific topic for banter in this episode. Is that correct? How about... Jack Ryan, who no longer is working for the government, sitting in front of that group of congressmen, given the, the congressman for, or the senator from Texas, what the heck for? So good. So good. <laughs> oh, I watched those two goodness. episodes this weekend. No, sir. You are, the one, you know, is oh, so good. Yeah. Oh, that but was... the. the if we spoil, we spoil. I don't care. But the, the moment when he's being tortured mm-hmm. and they rip the shirt off his back and they dump first, they dump the boiling water on his back. Instantly, I'm like, oh, my God, I could just feel no, it. And then she says that it's not as painful as the salt. And he says, what? And they dump all that salt on that newly burned back. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, oh, Pam is going to be so upset at what they're doing to Jim. That was, oh my goodness. Yeah. It was good though. Those two episodes were great. Yeah. yeah excellent way to, to tie and, everything up for that, for that series. Yeah. And Domingo Chavez, the way he, 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 he gets into that building and yep. is just suddenly there behind that woman. Oh, so good. He, so good. he is the man that you want in the field with you for sure. For sure. Very much. Yeah. 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 You know, earlier in the series, it was the other dude that he brought in, you know, but no, yep. Chavez, it's like, no, no, that's the man right there. When I, I think the last time we talked about this, uh, which may be the lost episode that we haven't put up yet because we, we, that just. Because it's, it's lost. So that's. It is. It's yeah. lost. Um, I had talked about, there was a character in the books by the name of John Clark. Mm-hmm who was your, your wet works guy, basically. Right, yeah. And then they introduced Domingo Chavez and the two of them kind of become partners. And then he writes this book called rainbow six that they're both in and blah, blah, blah. And I kind of realized as, as this season was wrapping up that I feel like if they had, if they were to continue, which sounds like they're not, but you know, they could still do a spinoff. I feel like Mike November, which is a great name. Yep. He is their John Clark. Because they did a, a a John Clark movie on Prime with um, Michael B. Jordan. Have you seen that? No, I don't think so. I, I think I know the movie you're talking about. But no, I haven't seen it. But that's if if you watch that movie, that's who that is. That's in the Jack Ryan universe. And okay, John Clark is he's he's supposed to be older, of course, than Jack Ryan. Right. At least he was in the books that I recall. He's played by uh, Willem Dafoe in. Um, which movie was that? It was the second Harrison Ford movie, Clear and Present Danger. Okay. Willem Dafoe. But yeah, that, that was just... <sighs> excellent, excellent series. We... Uh, yeah, yeah. Terry and I have been fortunate to have watched all four seasons. And so, yeah, that's... Yep. Really had a good time with that one. Yeah, really sad to see it go. I wish they'd do more, but, you know... It's it's one of those where would you rather them do another season and have it suck or just 
end it on a high note and just be glad that you've got four good seasons. You know, the the scary thing is they turn it over to somebody else and they turn it into their fever dream fanfic of uh, what a what a superhero intelligent agent. It's like, no, don't don't do that, please. So I'm assuming then since since you guys watch Jack Ryan, you have Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you watched Jack Reacher? (laughs) Yes. And we are very much looking forward to the next season yep. of that. <laughs> it, wow. You know, it kind of dawned on me the other day, Jack Reacher is the modern day Conan the Barbarian. Okay. I could I could see that. I mean, I don't know that Conan has the same kind of moral code that Jack Reacher does, right. but Reacher, they both have that kind of, I don't give a fuck attitude. You get in my face and I'm going to break Yep. one of your bones at some point, you know. And it's it's my understanding that this actor for the TV series is much more the novel physique than oh, yeah. itty-bitty Tom Cruise is. Although, having a small man like that play Jack Reacher is just as impressive in its own way. But, yeah, yeah this... The, I, I've read the first six or seven books in the series. Yeah, he's described physically as like 6'5", yeah. 250 pounds or something like that. Built like a brick shithouse, you know. And Yeah, that, that's not Tom Cruise. No, not at all. <laughs> and I remember when that movie was being made and they announced that it was Tom Cruise, the author, Lee Child, you know, of course, he had to come out in support of it. Right. But... He basically used the excuse of, well, you know, Jack Reacher is a force of nature and Tom Cruise can do that. Yes, he so, can. I, you know, yeah. in, in his own way, minus yeah. the stature, he had all the attitude that had to be there. So, yeah. But the, the guy in the TV show is way more. I mean, I I've seen the movie. I'm I'm not a I'm not a Tom Cruise guy. I never have been. I, I, I I've yet to see anything by Tom Cruise in the last. Maybe since that Reacher, I just I just have no desire to ever see anything John Tom Cruise is in any, ever again. Uh, so maybe I'm biased when I say the guy in the TV well, show. Yeah, it sounds like but it, that's possible. Yeah, the the TV show is more like the books, and the perfect example of that is that scene in the prison where the guys come into the jail cell and they're like. Don't you give me them shoes and give me them glasses? And he just comes down off the bunk and he's, you know, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I'm going to break the, you know, he's the, the character in the book was very much like that. It's like, if I'm going to hit you, I'm I'm not going to stop until you, you're not getting up off the ground. It's not going to be one of these pop there. I win. You know, it's yeah. going to be bones are going to be broken. Yep. I, I'm, I'm not just going to hit you. I'm going to disable you and you know, I'm gonna incapacitate you so you can't do anything. Which absolutely would be real life. I'm going to make yes. sure that you do not get back up. That's that's how this yeah. goes. Yeah. But yeah, like we the, we very much like Jack Reacher. The 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 guys that come to uh, to mess with him at outside his hotel room, his motel room. Yes. And he basically tells them that he's gonna break four of their hands and but there's five of us. One of you is gonna drive you to the hospital. <laughs> Yep. That's good stuff. Uh, very much. Um, uh, we're a fan of that, uh, which I guess in a way is, is unfortunate. But the, the, the 
ultra violence to the point that it makes you laugh. That it's like, yes, there, there was yeah. a, uh, Terry Ann, if you're still there, I can never remember the name of the show. Uh, the dude who got out of prison and was at a bar one night and took over the persona of a sheriff that he found dead and became the sheriff of a town. Um, mm. he, he is the dude, the, the actor, is the dude that plays the Superman pastiche hero in the boys' TV show. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. That, I, haven't, I, I know the, the guy you're talking about, but I haven't actor. watched that. Um, okay. Oh, um, and I believe the name of the show was the name of the town that he hmm. stepped into the role of the sheriff of. But it, he, he was that kind of take no nonsense, make sure they don't get up again uh, actor or, or uh, uh, character, even to the point in one of the seasons uh, later on, it was on about five seasons, but in one of the later seasons, he got mixed up in some stuff and was doing some illegal street fighting. And those episodes were some of the most brutal TV I have ever seen. Yeah. And we used to watch live MMA for a while. We we enjoyed that. And it's like, no, it MMA was nothing like what they did on on those episodes where he was the street fighter. It was just oh. Yeah. Uh but we enjoyed it too. Yeah. So well, you know, it's characters like that that you're just you, there's a part of you that's like you wish you could be that way. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, to yeah, a certain a extent, like you know that you could just kind of handle stuff. You know, you just know that regardless of who might step up to you, you mean you're, you're going to handle it, or just to be able to like. And I'll go back to Jack Reacher when he is going into the diner and he sees the couple and the one guy's almost about to be abusive to the woman. And he just stares him down until the guy just <laughs> finally apologizes and they leave. You know, it's like, wow, I wish I could do that. Banshee. That was the name of the TV Banshee. show. Banshee. Okay. B-A-N-S-H-E-E. Sounds familiar. And his name was uh, Lucas Hood. What was it on? Um, it was on a, on a streaming network. Was it Cinemax, maybe? Yeah, it was on the Cinemax okay. network from... Uh, 2013 to 2016 so it was it was four seasons 38 episodes but uh i'll look it up oh yeah and and i'm not going to tell you necessarily the premise of the show because that's part of the cool thing is is having that story fleshed out over the course of the of the series but it was it was different um uh you you might recognize a couple of the other people that were in it as they went on from that to do other other things uh, very entertaining show. Very violent. Um, yeah. A lot of very physical violence. You know, not the we shoot at people, which there was a lot of that. Uh, but no, it was a lot of hand-to-hand yeah. camera in your face violence. Yeah. Uh, so uh, be, be ready for that. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're going we gonna to talk about fifth column. Let's do it. All right, so this is the second story to appear in Superman number eight. It's written by Jerry Siegel, penciled by Wayne Boring. And we have a credit for inks, Don Camisaro. Camisaro, yeah. Camisaro. 
Uh, Superman number eight has a cover date of January slash February 1941, but an on sale date of November 10th, 1940. Uh, we got that information from Mike's Amazing World of Comics. And let me tell you what happened. Clark Kent is alerted by Frank Martin, an anti-espionage agent, to a fifth column organization. Superman smashes up the group and recovers a damaging document. When he tries to deliver it to Martin as Clark, he is framed for Martin's murder by Martin's partner, Jeff Carlton. Escaping from the police, Superman trails the subversives to Sagdorf, <laughs> favorite name, a foreign army commander. Superman destroys the army's weapons, but is fired upon. While Superman is unharmed, the entire opposing army is decimated. Which they're using that term wrong, I believe, because decimated just means that a tenth of them were destroyed. And I think it destroyed all of them. I, I think he, he got a few more than a tenth. Yes. Yeah. Returning home and seeking to clear his name, Clark forces a confession from Carlton. He also gathers further evidence, which exonerates him of wrongdoing. Uh, real quick, before I ask you what you thought of it, I feel like we can't go any further before we discuss real quick the lettering in this story, because it was dramatically different mm -hmm. to the point that I was thrown out of the story numerous times, just trying to figure out, is that the letter N or is it the letter K? It, and yes. the R's were weird too. It was, it was much more uh, almost ornate than what yeah. had previous, you know, uh, it, it was not the, the, Courier or the Times New Roman blocky. It was yeah. almost at, at times scripted like it was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very, and the end, like I said, different. the ends look so much like K's that just on this first page, Clark is using the word man and my eyes immediately see Mac, M-A-K. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it, I found it hard to read at times because of that. Yes. Anyway, yeah, what do you think of this one? The the smaller that you would have been trying to read this, the much more difficult that would have been. Yeah. Um, I want to know why they didn't just come out and make these Germans. I don't know. It's like they're tiptoeing around it for now. Uh, you know. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I. Okay. I, I I'm not. Let's see. I I have German. No, I'm not even going to say that. Um. At, at this time, I I think it would have been completely understandable why, in a story of this nature, the enemies of Superman would have been German. Yeah. It's just as likely, or well, no, maybe not yet, but of course, a little bit later uh, in World War II, give, let's give it another year from when this came out, it very well could have been Japanese people that were... Superman's enemy, understandably at the time. Okay. That hasn't occurred yet. Like I said, I don't, I don't think 40, 41, 42. Yeah. So, uh, but Germans, I mean, why could it not have been a G Germans with why, why not use a, a Nazi, you know, patch on, on a shoulder or, I mean, make it more obvious because what nationality is the name Sagdorf? Right. I mean, according to the internet, 
World War II is going on at this point. We just, America just hasn't gotten into the war yet. We're, we're sitting it out right, right now. And I just assumed, even though, yeah, they never say it. I assume these guys were working for the Nazis. That's yes, just simply because too. they were, they were white. Um, and the, the way they talk there, there's not an, I'm not, there's not an accent, but the way their, their ideology feels very Nazi-like. They just, yeah, they never say it for some reason. And maybe it's because, you know, there were a lot of people in America, of course, that were opposed to what was going on with the Nazis in Germany. And at the same time, there were also a lot of people in America that were like, we, we, we need to stay out of it. We need to worry about what's going on in America. We don't need to worry about what's going on over there. And, you know, just like what would be going on right now if, you know, look at Let's not get too political, but Ukraine, we've got a bunch of people in the United States going, we've got to do something about that. And then we've got another, the rest of the United States going, no, we need to stay out of it. This is right. not our fight. And that's exactly what was going on at this time. Uh, but then, of course, Japanese bomb Pearl, Pearl Harbor and Mar all of America was like, fuck that. Let's kick yeah, some we, ass. We, you know? we kind of had no choice anymore. Right. It was, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know why they didn't. But yeah, Sagdorf, come on. Yeah. It's like, let's let's make this, let's make the guy uh, a Nazi and let's give him a totally goofy name to to I, I just yeah. It, it's like you you know, you're you're walking right up to that line, it seemed, yeah. and it's like step over that puppy. I mean, we know yeah. what you're wanting to do. Just go ahead and do that. I, I just I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it makes so. me feel like, you know, that I don't know, like maybe they would have pissed some people off. I, I don't know. Well, I, and, and I don't know. And I, I don't say this. Um, I, I say this if it is hurtful in any way out of ignorance, not out of uh, 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 purposeful. But Siegel or Schuster, uh, are, those, uh, are they of German descent and they didn't want to? To do that, in essence, to themselves. Well, and, I mean, I, you know, Germans and Nazis are they're they're yeah, in my they're mind too, they're different. Yeah. It, it yeah. I, I don't ever ever mean or assume the same when I, I hear Nazi or I hear German. I, I, I so yeah, you know. Nazis were German, but not all Germans were Nazis, right? And. They may be from of German descent. They're definitely Jewish, both of them. Well, see, yeah, I, um, I, I know that they're Jewish, but yeah, I'm like, so I wonder if that played a part. There, there was some kind of know. personal. We don't want to, we don't want to implicate anything in that last step and saying, oh, you yeah. know, uh, punching Hitler in the face. Although, you know, uh, Kirby, uh, Kat Katzenberg, oh, and and Simon. Uh, Captain America punched Hitler there for a while. Every other issue, I mean, it was yeah, yeah. There's you know, even so. a story that uh, some Nazi sympathizers showed up at the Marvel offices to give Kirby and the crew what for for daring to do that. And Kirby was like, "All right, let's go," and really? went down onto the street and was ready to throw down with them. Okay, that that yeah, That's, that sounds like I, Jack I, Kirby. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, it, it's like, uh, even though comics at this time weren't, I don't know if they were necessarily uh, marketed towards kids, 
it makes me feel like uh, some of the Marvel cartoons that came out in the, I don't know, maybe the 2000s. I know that there was like an Avengers or there was a Captain America cartoon. And instead of Nazis, they didn't have Nazis. They had Hydra. And they just didn't, they just didn't refer to them. And it's like, they didn't want to do that for some reason. I I don't know why, but that's, that's the same confusion I have with this. It's like, I know they're Nazis. You know, they're Nazis. Just say it. Just say they're Nazis. Yeah. We don't know exactly what was going on at the time. What may have stopped them. You know, it could have been an editorial decision. Uh, Could have been fear of reprisal from, uh, you know, American Nazi groups, of which there were plenty at the time, right? Yeah, uh, you know, just, who knows? Who knows? That, you know that that's definitely what struck me is is everything yeah. that I saw about the bad guy, bad guys. Just that's where it led me. That's what it yep. made me think. But nobody ever said that, or so it's like, well, and and maybe maybe part of that is that I have seen this so many times. And then at the end, it was labeled Nazi that I just yeah. made that association. And maybe it's not really what they were doing. It is my bias. Uh, I'm, yep. I'm forcing onto them by saying, oh, well, those are Nazis. I, maybe at the time, they never thought that they yeah. were portraying Nazis. Yep. And that's why they, they didn't do that. We'll have to make note of this because I, I think it's very interesting because here we are. Um, this is, is, is what, uh, November 1940 is what they said the on sale date was, mm-hmm. um, world war two at this point, based on what I can find online has been going on since, um, September of 1939. So over right. a year now, we just aren't involved. Right. But we know by December of 1941, a year from this point, we will be you know, Pearl Harbor is going to be attacked. So I think it would be interesting to note at what point from, from, from this point, November of 1940, between now and December of 1941, when do they actually start calling them Nazis? Because you know that, you know, it's coming. It's, 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 it's got to, I mean, that's, yeah. You know, Captain America wasn't the only book at the time that was, punching Hitler, you know, no. it's there, there comes a point when, and I'm sure it was after we get into the war. Cause at that point, yeah. American sentiment at that point was like, we're kicking everybody's ass. So it was, it was okay at that point. I'm, I'm, you know, whatever that means, but right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, it, yeah. So, okay. But, and, and I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, well, it, that my feelings and and what I noticed, and that that's yeah. what this is. Oh, no, and, yeah, it, it's, know, it's uh, really, that, it's interesting. It's just a very interesting notion to, you know, I'd like to know why, what was going on at the time. And it, like you said, it could just be nothing at all. It could just be they, oh yeah, I guess they were Nazis. Didn't even think about that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it yeah. could be that, you know, everything that, that we have read and and even probably a lot of that even was stuff that we've read that was retconned that, oh, they were Nazis. That even at the time, it's like, well, nobody even really said they were Nazis until later. And it's like, yeah, so. And I, 
I looked up fifth column because I, I've never, I didn't know exactly what it meant. I just assumed based on this story that it had some association with Nazis. Okay. But the definition of fifth column, according to Wikipedia, you know, take that as it is. Uh, a fifth column is any group of people who undermine a larger group or nation from within, usually in favor of an enemy group or another nation. Okay. So, so it's, it's a any. subversive. Could, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for, could be Romanians, could be, could be a country from Central or South America. Canadians, or, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think it'd be Canadians. They're too nice. No, no, no. That's a that's a that's a cover. Is that that's a, a French. Well, they did give us poutine. It's a long con. Any, anybody that came up with poutine cannot be bad. It's uh, that's you know that's true. That's yeah. It's a good point. Um, but uh, I did. I I am. Glad now that we're we're starting because I know that for a major portion of the golden age, uh, World War II is a is a uh, story point, and even after yeah. it will continue to be a story point that is used for you know a year or two later because we're we're just not done with it yet. So uh, I, yeah. I guess I'm I'm kind of also wanting you know I know that. Um, all of the the DC heroes didn't necessarily get directly involved for reasons, yeah. um, uh, but it, it th there have to be stories of those people coming to the U.S. to try to do things. Yep. And I, I guess I'm just waiting for those. You know, maybe that will will ratchet it up, ratchet up the the bad guy quotient for Superman because they will yeah. be evil scientists doing things and their experiments yep. with making supermen, a uh, supermesh, uh, you know, and, yep. and so it's like, yeah, well, we're, we're, come on, let, let's get those stories going. Uh, and now that is interesting. We have one and it's like, no, they're, they're not Nazi. They are Nazis. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Uh, so that is interesting though, considering that, you know, Superman, the term, you know, comes from, uh, you know, the, the idea of the, uh, of a, yes, the German idea of the super, an ideal, yeah. um, uh, man. Yeah. But yeah, we, you know, it's funny too, because maybe, uh, at some point we may get to the point where we're like, all right, enough with the world war two Nazi stuff. Let's get to something else. <laughs> can, we, can we move on? Yeah. There are other things in the world that are yeah. bad besides Nazis. I mean, they're bad, yeah. but you know, come on. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, uh, these guys, uh, it, it's just, and, and all we really, well, for the most part, all they were trying to do is hand out propaganda. Yeah. But then, which of course, you know, we, we know that there is nothing more insidious than an idea. Yep. That's, that's the worst. But then they, they uh, take Superman somewhere where these guys are basically coming from and they have a, a base in the u.s somewhere that is a little bit more materialistic than just propaganda yep. and so yeah the, the, superman gets to unload on them yeah the army out there in the mountains that uh, superman basically theorizes that the idea here is that whatever foreign nation they still don't say it there they will attack from the coast and then this army can come up from behind right yeah. right yeah but we have and uh, on this boat, we have them actually it's not 100 percent clear because the one guy's hand is out of the panel. 
And then we see another guy's hand coming from, from the side. Of, but they're obviously giving the Nazi salute. Hey, well, it's just not yeah, as clear. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. What does this say, okay, about American intelligence that this, this compound could have been created anywhere in the country in 1940 and we did not know? Makes me think of some of the Montana militia. Oh, man. Yeah, but that's that's like Cobra up there. You know, there's a they had a lot of material. You know, they had tanks and junk and stuff. It's like, how do you? Yeah. Everything that a large modern military would have. Yeah. You know, it's it's probably easier to believe that they could hide that in the 40s than now with all the satellites and whatnot. But for sure. Still, yeah. yeah. Some hunter, there's probably a lot of hunters that never came back from hunting in that area, you know, stumbled <laughs> across they, this army. They just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. But uh, yeah, they, they've got planes, they've got tanks, they've got artillery, uh, uh, guns, they have anti-aircraft balloons, uh, plenty of men. Um, the Yeah, I, I just... Really? The, yep. Nobody knew about this? Superman was really the first one to stumble on that? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a big operation. Uh, and there, uh, the uh, symbol major... is this weird plus sign. Uh, well, yeah, which is kind of like the, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, back up just a moment here, because one of the things that we've seen from Superman a lot over all these issues is this way... I'm going to call it, even though it's physical, it's almost like psychological torture that he does with people. Like the, the, when he would throw the guy up in the air and catch him and mm-hmm. do that over and over until the guy would confess. And in, in this case, when we've got all these dudes on the boat, Superman snatches the gun from the guy, shoots him, but then grabs the bullet again real quick before it hits him. It's like, come on, that is mean. <laughs> but yeah, that. And- but it wasn't once, though, was it? Wasn't it like four or five times? Four or five shots? Uh, no, I don't think so, because he does it. Well, no, he does it the one time, and then he says, unless you quit your subversive activities, next time I won't bother to catch it. And then he, and then he leaves them, leaves them to their own devices. That ought to throw a little scare and maybe a little sense into them. Now to go to my apartment. Yeah, I'm trying to find that panel. I thought there were like multiple gun trails. Uh, maybe. It says, uh, disregarding rivals, please, the man of tomorrow fires. We get a bang, but before the bullet can reach him, Superman's other hand darts out and catches it. Yeah, okay. I guess it just was that once. It's really weird seeing Superman, though, with a gun. Yes, for sure. When he shot at the dude, though, immediately, I... I was shocked. I was like, holy shit, did they just have Superman shoot a bad guy in the chest? In that panel, yes. That is definitely what it looks like. But then when he reached out and caught the bullet, I think I was even more shocked at his, again, I'm going to call it psychological torture, because that's no, that would be like Batman hanging a guy off the edge of a building. Oh, he's never done that. Well, Batman's a nice guy. Yeah. He used to carry a gun. 
<laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. It, it wouldn't be unusual in the in the golden age to see Batman with a gun. Yeah. But uh yeah, so he gets he gets this list, I guess, of other subversives mm-hmm. in the country. And he goes to take it to his his agent friend. Uh but his agent friend has been shot by his assistant who quickly throws the gun at Clark and runs out of the room, knowing that Clark will catch the gun. Right. To just automatically. Oh, on it. Yeah. yeah. Here. <laughs> and then as soon as he catches the gun, all the police burst in. Ah, that's the guy that did it. <laughs> but isn't that the way it always happens, man? I mean, you, you know, it's like. Yeah. That, that's every TV show or movie. That's always the way it's as soon as you do that one thing, that's when they see yeah. you and you're like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah, the yeah, timing is always perfect. It's like he's got the gun. Search him and see what he. It's like, and of course, yeah. he's got the list on him because yeah, list of all his allies, and the way he escapes is just to simply I, <laughs> leap up to a steel girder above them so fast that the guys that he's standing in between don't even notice until they notice he's not there. All they have to do is remotely look. I mean, they don't even have to try yeah. to look. It. it yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, oh, what I'm assuming is they probably notice the motion out of the corner of their eye. And we're like, what the holy crap, he's gone, <laughs> you know, but then, yeah, where could he have gone? Look up. They're, they're, Ooh, where'd he go? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Oh, well, I guess we'll go back to the precinct. Guess he ran away. Yeah. I'm still having a hard time with this text, man. Looks like he's burning a hole in the roof there on that one panel, too, where he's using his X-ray vision. I'm like, oh, is he melting his... Oh, no, that's X-ray vision. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, The art for this one was nowhere near as sketchy. It seemed fuller and more filled out than the previous story. Yes. Yes. Very nice looking. And Sagdorf, I mean, that's Baron Strucker, right? Yes. (laughs) From that guy who runs Hydra. Absolutely, it is. Yep. Bald guy with a monocle. If that's not a Nazi leader, I don't know who is. That's standard Come on, evil Nazi I, leader yes, uniform it, right it, there. Yeah, you know, and yeah, like you said, they the the epaulet on the on the collar is a yep. Red Cross plus, but just yeah, it it yeah yeah the White Cross. Uh, Superman sneaks into the tent to get the evidence and the guy comes to stab him with the bayonet. Superman, of course, grabs the gun out of his hand and wraps it, wraps it around the guy so that the bayonet is sticking through the stock of the rifle. Right. It's like the, the first locking uh, body manacle or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing he could have done to, to ensure would have been to bend the bayonet uh, so that it, it yep. locks. Yeah. Yep. And how about the uh, gentleman in the next panel running, yelling, a spy, be merciless. Be merciless. Yeah, that's great. What? (laughs) Be merciless. Okay. It's like, just say, let's kill him, you know? (laughs) Be merciless. That's that's like, uh, uh, you know... um, Harvard level of uh, uh, trash talk, or so you know, it's like it's, it sounds all brainy or something. It's like, what are you doing? 
It's the threat of an intellect. Be merciless. We're going to be merciless with you. Oh, the other man. guy, though, I love the art, the way the other guy, the 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 figure of him running. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bo both of those. Those are very action-y uh, poses. Yeah. Yep. Superman, of course, knocks them both out, destroys a bunch of airplanes. Destroys the hangar. There's a lot destroys of airplanes in there. Uh, yeah, he, he, here he just goes on a rampage through the camp now. He's just... Yeah. It, it, essentially, he's just destroying the camp just piece by piece as he's going through. Uh, destroys generators that they use for... What's it say? Great dynamo, uh, an electric plant. Doesn't say what they're using it for. Uh, you didn't even necessarily know that there was an electric plant on the site until Superman was yeah. in the midst of it, destroying it. But okay. Yeah, it's like they just needed something heavy for him to throw. Yeah. They, they use that for their radar uh, in, installation or something. I don't know. Yeah. So this next page, I don't quite understand because he's leaping to the munitions plant. But then he says, a ticklish situation. If I attack the munitions work, works, I'm sure everyone in the neighborhood will be killed. But I can't allow that menace to the U.S. to exist, which makes me feel like what he's saying is, if the munitions plant blows up, the explosion will be so bad that it will kill everybody in the surrounding neighborhood. That's, like there's that's a little the town next, next door yeah. or something. Yeah. And yet... They fire, uh, you know, a, a big bullet, big shell at him, which misses him. And it strikes the munitions factory, which blows up and still. But it turns out OK. Yeah, I, I don't know what changed there. Yeah. Like if Superman would have destroyed it, it would have caused such an explosion that it would. But if a regular munitions shell destroyed it, that's OK. That's fine. And and what I'll say is maybe what they're trying to relate to us is the difference between an explosion of everything there or just an explosion that destroys what is being used to make everything there. Kind of like yeah, okay. the difference. Um, it's my understanding with atomic weapons, uh, there's almost like two explosions. Yeah. There's the one that sets off the other. And if you just have the one, it's just, you know, an explosion. It's the second one that's the atomic explosion that they always try to yep. prevent. You know, so sometimes you'll see in TV or movie, there's an explosion of an atomic device, but it's not the atomic device exploding. And so it's like, well, yeah, but there was an explosion. Yeah, but so... It might destroy the building or surrounding buildings, but yeah, but it, it doesn't destroy the, the entire city, and there's no fallout. Actual detonation all that stuff. of the atomic material, yeah. yeah. So maybe they're playing now. That would take a lot of thought to to do yeah. that. Probably what happened is they just whatever they didn't realize what they say. You know, I I don't know, but you're right. It's like, well, you can't do it, or or you don't want it to happen, but then it happens, and it's. Okay, yeah. I, not not to the extent of the previous story, but it's that same kind of lapse of a logical explanation that they just yep. go right on past. Yeah, very much. They they like to do that. This happened, deal with it, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. He destroyed it. it We're not yeah. yeah. We're not gonna explain it. Nope. Uh Clark gets back to Metropolis and he catches 
the assistant guy rifling through some some documents in a filing cabinet. And boy, when he 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 just happens. Well, I guess he does have X-ray vision. So he grabs a gun out of the desk drawer. And this guy looks like he he snaps his spine spinning. He looks like the dude in the Iron Man suit from the first movie <laughs> where he's at that congressional hearing and they have all of this evidence and, and he calls up what actually happened on his little. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. And then we have basically Clark doing what Superman would do, but in a way that only a normal human could. So instead of threatening to throw him into the sun, he threatens to shoot the guy if he doesn't confess. Yep. But we actually have Lois point out that it doesn't matter because uh, a confession obtained under duress wouldn't hold up. Right. It was you coerced. Know, how, yeah. How many issues have we had where Superman has coerced a confession and they it's like somebody finally pointed out, by the way, you guys know that he can't do that. Right. You you can't and make so, them say things. That, yeah. So they're like, oh well, we better address that in this issue then. And maybe that's maybe it's come up enough times in like letters from readers and stuff, and they're like, okay, we have to start doing yeah. it a little bit differently now. Yeah. So they, so basically, the way they 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 get around it is by saying, okay, yeah, he did force the guy to confess, but it allowed them to have enough time to then show all the other evidence right? that the confession doesn't really, they didn't need the confession. They had so much other ev evidence that, um, that was all they needed. And it still took a couple of days to get Clark cleared of all the charges. I had probably did him good to sit in the pokey for a little while. Yeah. You know, he didn't sit yeah. in the jail cell. He's yeah. out running around, yeah. made bail the whole nine yards. Oh yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. And that's, uh, that's how it ends. And is that our second, fifth column story? Didn't they drop fifth column on us another time? Like once? Uh, I don't recall. Don't remember? Yeah, I don't remember. Possibly. This may be the first story. I, something, I'm, I'm thinking it happened once before, but that's just it. Just twice, once or twice so far. For those listeners who can actually remember all the stuff that Ed and I talk about each time, let us know, because it's, it's amazing how, as a listener, you can remember a lot of that stuff, but, but as, a, as the as yeah, person who doing the talking, yeah, you can remember any of that crap. Yeah, for me, talking, it just, so much of it just seems to run together. Um, oh, yeah. I, I can tell you, you know, something happened. But when it happened or when related to something else that happened, I don't know. Yeah. It was it this story or that one or yeah. Yeah. And it's nice that Lois doesn't believe that Clark is a subversive, a fifth columnist, you know, when she hears about the story, she's like, I won't believe it. Well, she she did see him being pretty damn madly, uh, uh, manly perp walking a dude at gunpoint into the office. You know, that, yeah. that has got to finally be some of the points from Clark that she has been wanting to see all of this time. Yep. She didn't acknowledge it or say, but it's like, Lois, come on, this has got to be the kind of man you've been wanting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And this Carlton, whatever his name is, 
I love, yeah, Carlton. I love, I love how basically it's like Clark has him, you know, it's like he brings him from across town or wherever they were the whole time at gunpoint mm-hmm. and then waits until they get into the office. And then he's like, all right, now that we got witnesses, confess or I'm going to blow your head off. Yep. And the guy, of course, at first is like, yeah, I don't believe you'll do it. And so all he has to do is start counting one, two, all right, I confess. I guess, I guess it was a stern count, you know? Right. Yeah. I assumed that, you know, Clark was going to do something really fast, like a, some kind of Superman trick that nobody could see because he did it so fast. Catch the bullet and again. No. He, yeah, he could have all... done it at such an angle that he was able to reach out and snag it again and, you know. Yep. And say, oh, I missed you with that one, but the next one will get you, you know. Yep. But no, Clark handles it all his own without any super, which is funny because there's a moment. Yeah, but before he goes into this office to find Carlton, he's up on the roof, changing into his regular civilian clothes, and he says, no more super strength today. From now on, I got to rely on my wits. And by rely on his wits, it means threaten to shoot a guy (laughs) dead. Yeah, get him to do everything (laughs) I want at gunpoint rather than threatening to, to tie him in a knot like a pretzel. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it didn't really take a lot of brain power to work out that plan, Clark. Yeah. In fact, I would even say that Clark's plan is a, is a bit uh, less creative than some of the stuff he comes up with as Superman. This is true. Yeah. Uh, I love this cab driver. We get this nice shot of uh, Clark and this this guy in the back of a cab and the cab driver doesn't seem to care. He's just I. I guess Clark doesn't have the gun out. Probably not. Yeah. But the cab driver has his hat almost at a little angle. You can see the fare is up to 76 cents already, too. Whoa. Well, Clark is a big spender. He he does have that those millions from his uh, oil well uh, <laughs> uh, investment. Yeah. Which is why he didn't spend uh, any time in jail. Okay. We we he's know that with he's enough got that money. status and the money with enough money. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say about this one? Uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I did too. My my favorite of the three we talked about tonight. Um, the the story, but there's a part of me that really liked the art from the middle story because it was so different from. Everything yeah. else that we've seen, um, but as, yeah. as far as the whole, as as the the story elements itself, yeah, I, I enjoyed this one the best. The art in the last one with the giants was very reminiscent of the first few, yeah, action comic stories that you know they had to uh, reformat from the the strips that they had tried to sell, and because you know, like you said in the last episode it had kind of this sketchy quality to it to me it almost added to the confusion okay sure of what was going on in that story um i've always you know it's it's really weird depending on how the art correlates with the story there are there are times when i do enjoy a really sketchy look sure to a book yeah yeah um it it, you know other times i yeah I appreciate the clean lines here in this one. 
Art is just as important as telling the story as any words that are there, de depending on yep. the type of story yep. that you're trying to tell. Certainly. Yeah. Yep. All right, then. Ready to wrap it up? Yes, sir. All right. Thank you guys for joining us for this one. Fifth column episode. Till next week. I'm Steven. That's Ed. And this was the Superman Super Show. Bye, Bye. guys. You've been listening to the Superman Super Show. Questions and comments can be directed to the Superman Super Show at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Twitter under the handle at Soups Super Show. That's at S-U-P-S Super Show. And continue the conversation at the Super Show Forum at forums.justanotherfanboy.com. We also encourage you to rate the show wherever available and share this podcast with a friend. All links will be in the show notes. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine.